Hello, everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Vasilis. We run Changemaker Z, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. You know what the world needs right now? More male businesses. Said no one ever. Did you know that 88% of all women-owned businesses generate less than 100k yearly? Only 4.2% of women hit 1 million in annual revenue. Well, Cubicle to CEO is a media company elevating the financial footprint of women entrepreneurs through their award-winning podcasts, digital programs, and events. They are making mentorship more accessible to all women. Personally, listening to other entrepreneurs and change makers has been a huge motivator in my life. That's part of the reason I joined in Zeers to Rise. No, it's not just because I like to talk. Cubicle the CEO, hosted by Ellen Yin, is a weekly show bringing you case study interviews with leading entrepreneurs and CEOs so you can borrow a specific new revenue growth strategy from each guest that has already been successfully implemented into their own business. You'll love Ellen's transparent quarterly income report episodes, where she shares exactly what her media company makes, spends, and profits every 90 days. Want to use the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself? You can binge listen to past income reports on Cubicle to CEO today. Plus, receive free access to your first 10K month roadmap and a bonus workbook by going to our special link. I got y'all. It's zen.ai slash genzceo. That's zen.ai slash genzceo. See you there. Hello, listeners. Today we are joined with Srijanita Maria, founder of the Petricor organization and the Animal Patronage. She's also a TEDx speaker and winner of many awards, such as the Indian Diva Award in the Entrepreneur and Social Work category and the Child Prodigy Award. Welcome, Srijanita. Hi, Kennedy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, so, you know, uh, we always like to ask, like, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Okay, sure. I'm an Srijanita Maria. My name is Srijanita Maria. I'm 17 years old, a high school sophomore from India, basically based in Uttar Pradesh state. So currently I'm doing the high school, which I mentioned before, and the founder of two youth organizations, which is the Patrick organization, which is working for the leadership development. And second is going to be my animal patronage, which is an youth-led organization working for the animals for saving them from being extinct. We are starting some awareness programs and leading that. We are doing webinars, having podcasts, etc. I'm also a YouTuber, I think. I got many international and national awards like Indian Diva Award, Child Prodigy and Global Kids Achievers Award. I'm also a TEDx speaker. This 25th May only, I gave my first TEDx in IIT Chennai. That's so amazing. Um, 
So I'd like to know you. Um, you speak many languages. How many languages do you speak, and what are they? I speak Hindi. I speak Sanskrit. I speak English, and some you can tell about French. I know only few words. Not a brilliant speaker. I'm almost bilingual in Spanish, but with English and Spanish, but I'm still working on it. I hope to learn like multiple different languages, but we'll see. Um, so I'd like, so guys, if you didn't know, today's episode is going to be more of like a hybrid episode. So it's going to be more like um, a conversation plus um, learning a little bit more uh, about her organization. So um, what inspired you to start the animal patronage? I have been working for the animals from the past eight years with my mom in my local area. I have rescued more than 30 or uh, more than 30 dogs and the cats in my area. But during the COVID-19 era, we were whole locked down in our houses. We were truly locked in our houses where I felt like the animals outside are not getting the proper awareness, like proper food to eat, water. Therefore, I should start something for them so that everyone can start working. Making me only work for them is not enough to care for them. But I want everyone in this whole world to work for them. Therefore, I started my organization, which is the Animal Patronage. And there we post the posters, how we can help, what other things should be stopped, like poaching, animal testing, these all things should be stopped. We conduct webinars, have talk with different people on our podcast channels, like how they are working, what they are doing, what other youth can do to save them out. Well, I'd like to bring it to our first conversation topic then. Do you think everyone should go vegan? And we can both answer. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Why? (laughs) No hesitation. No hesitation. Yeah. I probably think everyone should go vegan. Because going vegan is not a problem. Anything uh, they can, going vegan is properly a good thing. Eating vegetarian, going vegetarian is something very good to all the natures and saving the earth. Firstly, I want to tell about the one sentence, one quote told by John Goodall, Dr. John Goodall, one of my favorite animal pet, animal protector activists. He worked with she chimps, told that. Right? Yeah, he was, he, I, I liked him also, but Jane Goddard is going to be my favorite one. I, he, she told that animals are the first to land on the earth and we human beings have no rights to sodom them or to kill them, eat them, poach them or detest them. Mm. We are not allowed to do so. Therefore, going veganism is something I very preferred and I tell all the youths or all the leaders in the world to go take the take the thing to go vegan and start doing the things to for going the vegan. So I'm so are you I'm guessing you're vegan, right? And how yeah. how long have you been vegan then? From childhood I have been vegan. Oh wow. I have never tested the yeah, uh, from childhood I am vegan. Okay, okay, that's really interesting. I okay, so my opinion, I feel like maybe I understand what you're saying, but like maybe everyone it might not fit everyone's uh, diet, like not diet, but like some people might have certain health issues where they need certain animal proteins. But I feel like if we strive to cut as much meat out as possible, then that's a really good step um, about going vegan. I don't know if it's for everyone but it's so i don't think so means like 
if you i mention like some scientific reason like i will say yeah. few people say if we will go vegan we will not eating the meats meat are good source of proteins if we will not eat how we will develop our stabilities and how we'll get the good stamina like take different things in the place of that take pulses take uh, different lentils take soya beans in place of that there are many options living meats Yeah. So it's neither to say that if we are going vegan, we will getting the problems or things. It's okay when we are vegan. It's the best thing for the nature and for us also. No problem is there. All right, everybody. I think because I because I personally think that everybody should you know try to eat less meat. And I've watched different documentaries and stuff. But so a next question is. So you you mentioned you recently gave a TED talk. I'd love to know about that experience and you know, how do you prepare for that event? Oh, my TEDx talk, it was a great experience means I have no word to express out how lucky and I excited I was for that. I applied for it in the March month and till the May 15th I uh, till May 15th I didn't get any result was not there. Like my heart were fully down that I am not going to be selected in such a high position for that. But suddenly a day on I think on seventeenth of May I got a result was there. Like congratulations, you have been selected as the TED speaker. And I don't have anything to express it out. I just told to my mom and she was totally happy very much. And we got I got to know after that the my preparation started. The topic was on celebrating the diversity of womanhood. and there i need to mention out how i am related to that group because being an entrepreneur being a activist being a youth activist how i feel of that moment like i'm in the period where i'm feeling out of a teenage girl also feeling and not taken a feeling of a women also mm. and mentioning that in my tedx talk was something very important for me there was i was given a time of merely 10 to 12 minutes uh, my speech was based on that and speaking to 100 people I was, like i was shivering in first time but when i got to the stage it was a fantastic moment for me i couldn't imagine oh my god it's such a big deal congratulations um so and you are the recipient of numerous awards we kind of talked about it the founder of two organizations and you've been named a child prodigy you know it's clear that you are driven and hard working you know where do you think this work ethic comes from so it comes from basically because of my mom she is the real inspiration which she told me from the childhood i have been an average child i was a child who was always told that you are not good at academics i was average child means getting 80% to 85% 90% sometimes and after that during the covid era when we were locked i thought of taking out my potential to do something where i was connected to the social media and just there i started working a lot on these things i started doing these things i got into the stem media i doing research fields i got into many research when one of my research paper was published on the liquid biopsy a boon to the cancer patients and after that i did many things because of what i got the child prodigy basically i got the child prodigy because of my entrepreneurship journey okay 
I, I can't believe, okay, you said, what, when people were telling you you were below average, and now look at you, that's crazy. <laughs> I cannot believe that. All right, and to our next conversation topic, uh, zoos and aquariums should be abolished. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would zoos, say yes. <laughs> yeah, zoos and the... Zoos and the aquarium should be abolished out. Try making the natural uh, diversity there. Try making natural heritage. Like keep uh, biodiversity platforms. Keep time making a forest, artificial forest. In place of zoos, keeping cages, locking the animals for the two years. Just for example, I'm telling for the two years, we were closed in the houses. And our situation was that when we came out, we were like, Oh my God, we are free. So think of the same condition with the dogs, cats, lions, and the elephants who are keeping the cages. How they felt out. Yeah. Think of that, then you will understand. Yeah. You will understand what's their condition of a dolphin. She used to swim in the big seas, ocean, vast oceans. And suddenly you captured her, put in the small aquarium of to three acre and telling that it's a good place for us just for the excitement we are using us entertainment purpose we are using and that's not the good thing keep at your thing keep yourself in their places then you will understand what's the real problem is yeah i completely agree it i i refuse to go to a zoo i or aquarium it just never sat right with me like i don't care they they what they do is they try to tell you that oh like you know sometimes like the animals can live longer in our care or whatever it's good for them it can't be good for them their their nature is to be swimming for miles and miles in the sea or be out running in the forest or whatever this no cage whatever how big or how dressed up i just feel like we can there's yeah. other ways if you want to see animals maybe go um on a ship or like even obviously not not everybody can do that or like go to a safari or something or freaking watch animal planet i don't know but i don't think that we should <laughs> yeah that's a good re- just <laughs> if you want to see go to small forest area get to small area you will see everything there. Yeah. Why do you want to keep that small animals in the zoos and just capture them out? Yeah. And even if there's, I feel like even if there's not like a good alternative, like, okay, so you never get to see a lion in person. That's like, okay, that's too bad. You know, <laughs> not, I still don't think it's a reason to keep them captive. But, yeah. Um, so you also create podcasts and YouTube content. Do you prefer making podcasts or YouTube videos? I prefer both. Like podcast is basically related for the interview purposes on our podcast platform. We interview the people like young environmentalists or young animal welfare workers who are doing different things in the SDG goals or doing different for environment thing. While on the YouTube, I started because many people like how I got to this field or how I got my first TEDx or these things for that I used to make YouTube YouTube I'm not very frequent but podcast every Sunday we used to release one podcast okay um so we kind of talked we've been kind of focused a lot on you know your animal activism um animal questions but I'd love to hear a little bit more about the Petrichor organization and what you're doing with that 
Capricorn was started with my feeling. Firstly, I want to clear that I belong to area which was very small. Like you can't see my state or you can't see my district where I live on the map. It's such mm-hmm. a tiny place, Mau district. And belonging to that area, education is like negligible. People don't know what is MUN platforms, what are the uh, different ways to study abroad or how we can go to different sectors with good markings. And for all this, I felt like students like me who have the potential but do not know about these things, I should start some layer platform where I would be telling them how you can get into different internship like things, how they can get different scholarship or the fellowships, how they can get the different types of MUN platform and therefore I started the Petricor organization. Okay, so you're helping students. And guys, you're only 16 yourself, but <laughs> you're helping um, get internships. I was not thinking about internships when I was 16, but it's good to start early. Have you um, have you done any, yeah, you've done inter- internships before with like peer ed and whatnot. So yeah. it's good to start early. Because I feel like usually people don't start thinking about it until college. At least I didn't. But um, now another conversation topic is exotic pets are okay if you can properly care for them. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Eat those me? videos? <laughs> like someone has like a lion in their, not even a lion. What have I seen? I have seen big people with big cats before, but those exotic pets, I don't know. No, no, I will not support these things. I have seen people keeping the python in their houses. And Ooh. after five years, there would be a news headlines like the python has eaten that person. Oh my What's God. the matter of keeping that? Just keep them at the place where they are okay. Don't keep it at the homes. If you want to keep the pets at the home, just keep the small dogs and the cats. That are enough. But keeping a lion, keeping python... Crocodiles at the homes are <laughs> There was like someone who raised a chimp in their home, and then sadly, like you said, years later, the chimp got aggressive because male chimps are very aggressive mm-hmm. and strong, and they like ripped this woman's face off. Yeah, it was so bad, but yeah, it's kind of like, what do you expect raising a wild animal in your house? Like, why are we keeping cheetahs? <laughs> like, yeah. At the mine area, I have seen the news is like one of the current news I have read like there was a man who kept the small lion cubs. The reason behind that was there because that lion cubs mother has died giving the uh, during the time of giving birth and that man kept that cubs for some time for few months after the lions grown up. He just gave to the forest department. That's a good thing. You can keep a small cub. You can care for him or her. Mm -hmm. But keeping like exotic animals, such a large animals in your houses. And after that, one day news comes. The person died who kept a python as a pet animal. Yeah. That's nothing. You're right. Because people, I feel like people, they're cute when they're younger. They're manageable somewhat. But then when they grow up, they're like, and then it's like hmm. they've been domesticated you can't really like put them back out into the wild but like they're still a wild animal so it's just a mess overall <laughs> yeah all right so i'd love to know our uh what you're working on anything exciting coming up with animal patronage or um the petrichor 
why I'm, I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> the Petrichor, yeah, Petrichor organization. Yeah, something new coming from the animal patronage. Yes, animal patronage is going to have some new webinars with some of the universities and the colleges. Professors discussing how we can protect the animals from being poached or being from stopping the animal testing. We are also coming up with the different posters, like uh, having different persons in our podcast platforms also, and different posters for giving the reasons why should we stop doing these things, and what are the tips for the youth to stopping all these things in their area with the smallest steps. Yeah, that's exciting about the animal testing. I feel like people don't realize how bad it actually is. Like, I know this was a joke, but on TikTok, someone was like, I thought animal testing was like them like putting makeup on rabbits. No. Yeah. Very, like, can you talk about like some of the realities of animal testing just for your makeup products? Animal testing on the makeup products. I have seen, I have seen like people wearing the animal furs and after that, they're thinking of death very expensive taking the crocodile fur as the one of the first brand and thinking of that's very expensive thing that's not expensive my dear it's showing the reality that you have no mercy for those cute animals that lonely animals who don't have the words to speak out for their rights and you don't have you just do testing on them put the foundations mascaras all over them just to try is there any allergy or not Better you do, I have some, I have researched with my organization that in place of animal testing, you can use the silicone testing method. That is more helpful for you. It is 60% helpful for the humans for testing. But they're using animals as the thing. That's not a good thing, I think. No, it's not. And it's not worth it. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, it was it definitely someone like who, I, like who made it um crocodile skin and you know these real furs like such a status thing when i don't understand why we have to use that when we have the we can make you know faux fur and stuff like that it's just kind of gross um but all right guys that is an end to today's episode i want to thank shree for coming on and talking with us about her organizations and giving a little insight uh, what she thinks on these conversation topics. You can find Shri on Spotify, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Her podcast name is We Speak for Change uh, through the Animal Patronage. Make sure to check that out every Sunday, right? Yeah. Every Sunday with a new episode. We're going to have the rest of her social medias linked in the description. But until then, guys, um, keep changing the world. Bye. Thank you guys for listening we hope you enjoyed the conversation we had such a great time make sure to leave us a review if you want more change makers content you can follow us on instagram at gen zers to rise and on facebook at change z Be you want.